Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the sunny and cool voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmaurice. It's time now to begin another week of the food show as we plunge ahead. 30-plus years of talking about the food scene around New Orleans, about cooking, about wine, about restaurants, about everything that's delicious or ought to be delicious. Sometimes it isn't. But uh, that's what we talk about here. Uh, It's the only program of its uh, kind that I know of. Maybe someday somebody will say, well, there's this other place. Some, uh, Some little town called Chicago, maybe, you know, or maybe New York. And they'll say, well, yeah, there's a guy over there who, you know, like, does a 15-second report on restaurants every uh, every three hours. And uh, we, we'd still be laughing at that because we've been doing it for two to three. Actually, at, at, we've had a time when we were on the air five days uh, a week, four hours a day. Well, I, I don't know if that's all that different from what we do now. We're on uh, most of the time seven days a week over here. This is our time, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we're, we'll be here for two hours, and if you missed anything on uh, those two hours, we play the whole thing again uh, because we have plenty of air time. We can uh, do anything we want with it, and uh, the management of the station has allowed us to get away with that, and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I hope it is for you, too. Uh, about two weeks ago, I began doing something new on the program, and I know what you're thinking. It's about time. Well, okay. All right, all right, I'll buy that. Uh, But the deal is this. Uh, Right now, at this second, I am thinking about you calling our program now. Uh, And believe me, there's nothing more to be said about that. I'm hoping that you call our program at some time convenient to you. I mean, if if you're driving, uh, don't call me. If you're hanging out with your kids and playing with your kids and reading books or, uh, you know, anything like that, don't bother calling me. I mean, you, when you get a minute, uh, we'd like it. But at some point, I would really like to hear from you about whatever you want, uh, having to do with food and restaurants and all that stuff, of course. So uh, this is what I'm after. We are now waiting for our first caller of the day. It could be you. I hope it is you. I really hope it is you. But uh, think of it this way, because this is a little different from the way radio talk shows have been run for a long time. And I can tell you that with some uh, some thrust to it, because uh, I've been in this since, let's see, when did I start? 1978. And ever since then, I've been doing te- or radio talk shows. This is something new. Here's the deal. You don't need a topic. You don't need a question you need answered. You don't need uh, to make a statement or to give a, an, a, your ideas about something. That's all fine. If you want to give me any of those things, go right ahead. I mean, we're, you're wide open on this. But here's what I'm offering you right now. Call right now, even if you don't have anything in your mind to talk about. 
I, that might seem ridiculous, but it has been really working well in bringing lots more people into our program who actually have begun calling. The big problem with this uh, show uh, over the last couple of years, because the, the, the character of the economy and the uh, also of the, uh, let's see, my wife is always throwing this word around, uh, the culture of our city has always been changing. You know, it's, as each new generation comes in, they do things differently. And apparently the millennial generation doesn't uh, give much uh, much credit to uh, going on the radio and talking, but they just might if they knew that uh, a lot of people are calling our program without anything in their minds at all. They're just calling to have a conversation with me or whoever else happens to be hanging around with us. And uh, I'm hoping that you pick up on that and run with it. And we'd love to hear from you. You would uh, really be doing us a huge favor, and here's why. When people hear nobody else calling in, no, none of them will call. But if they see or hear two people or one person even, then two people will call in. And when they see or hear two more people, they, next thing you know, we've got four waiting in line. And the richness of the show is enhanced tremendously, and that's what I'm after. So please, we'd love to hear from you, 260-6368, same old number we've always used. But uh, really, uh, if you've got a minute, oh, call me. You don't have to talk to me very long if you don't want to. If you do want to, go ahead. I might cut you off at some point, but that's not the idea of it. So anyway, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, I think you'll find also if you just listen, if you insist on just listening instead of never calling, uh, don't worry about it. I think you'll enjoy it more, but it would really help to have some, uh, to have you really to call our program and talk about it. Okay? Well, I got something myself uh, before we get in. Finally, at last, after more, more bloody staring and snooping around, uh, I have finally turned up the restaurant known as Nephews. And there are people laughing right now at that. And there are people saying, who? And there are people saying a number of other things. You're welcome to do any of those. Uh, what's the, I mean, so what? I mean, what is that anyway? Here's the story. That's an interesting story behind this place. Everybody knows Tony Angelo's, right? Or you used to. I guess that's going to keep going down and down forever. Now, Mr. Tony, as everybody called him, had a restaurant in uh, the Lakeview section of the city on Fleur de Lis Avenue at West uh, Harrison Avenue. And he opened it up. Originally, it was in uh, it was in Gentilly. But then after a while, he moved it out to uh, to Lakeview. And uh, he, it's an Italian restaurant. That, that has been true from the very beginning. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Mr. Tony had an interesting approach to it, and that was that he had most of the items on his menu plugged into uh, dinners that were typically around a dozen courses long, you know, usually a little bit less than that. But you didn't go in there and get a two-courser or a three-courser in it. You'd go in there and you'd get the full ten or, you know, whatever appealed to you. Now, they'd, they'd be small uh, courses. This They were kind of ahead of the game on that because that's become very hip to do that now. 
and you would get, uh, you know, some little uh, cold appetizer followed by a hot appetizer, followed by a little sil- uh, uh, salad, followed by a little bit of soup, and then uh, maybe a pasta dish. And then, you see what I mean? I mean, we're not even close to being half finished with this yet. He'd wind up giving you an entree that would wind up being more like about three entrees all in the, in the, in the custom, and uh, finally dessert. And the prices were always, you know, pretty uh, attractive. And the restaurant was very, very highly thought of and had a lot of regular customers. In fact, they had enough regular customers that during the first, oh, uh, six to ten years that they were in in existence, Tony Angelo's, their phone number was unlisted. Now, imagine the gall of any restaurant to open up a restaurant uh, where they didn't even let anybody know what the phone number was. And really, you needed a, reser- a reservation to eat there. So, uh, you know, you, you had to be one of their regulars, which was something they were pretty good at, too. Well, anyway, this, uh, this went on for a long time, very, very uh, successfully. And then we had a little thing called Hurricane Katrina. And by that time, Mr. Tony had, was getting pretty old. And then the, the then the hurricane hit, and it tremendously damaged the the restaurant, and yet they uh, Mr. Tony built it back, and they uh, kept doing it for a while, but his health was going downhill, and he wound up he passed away in his 80s, and uh, this fa- his family took the place over, and they decided you know what they were going to do with it, in the future, and they decided not to give it a future at all. And they sold it, and uh, they um, the, 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 and there was lots of family involved in this as well. Now, what happened after that was that it turns out that somebody else owned the building. You know, that's true of most restaurants, in fact. And so uh, they uh, wanted to uh, get something else in there, so they raised the or they raised the rent up or something like that. I don't remember all the details. Uh, but what happened was that the Tony Angelo's family moved out, and they thought about it for a while, and they just said, well, well we're not going to go on. That's it. And <clears throat> that upset, first of all, a lot of the people who ate there, but a lot of the people who loved going to the restaurant. It had a huge following, as I, as, as we've noted already. So what happened uh, after a time... It was. It became Rizzuto, in case you're wondering. That the the restaurant of the, that is now Rizzuto, used to be Tony Angelo. Same place. Uh, to a great extent, it looks the same too, but the food's totally different. So anyway, there were a few members of the family. One of whom uh, was one of Mr. Tony's nephews, and he had been the chef for quite a number of years. Anyway, so he knew all of the recipes uh, for everything. And he said, why don't we get as many of our old staff together as we can possibly get and pull them together, and we're going to reopen this restaurant again. They they did it in a completely different location. It's on uh, West Metairie, pretty close to uh, to, uh, uh, Clearview Parkway. And... uh, it it is the same recipes they tell me that that they were using that Mr. Tony had originally done, and uh, they did the business about the 
you know, uh, six courses in, in a, a, you know, a dinner of many small courses. They brought that back. The prices were equally affordable. Very, very nice-looking restaurant on the inside. Not so much on the outside. As a matter of fact, this place has a major problem with the exterior, and that is it is impossible to find, or at least it is to me. Now, my wife and my sister and my daughter, probably my sisters too, will tell you that I don't have the best uh, sense of finding my way around uh, particularly. It's a wonder uh, I'm not dead 15 times. I, I got on, on two different occasions, I got lost in a desert, <laughs> the Big Bend National Park in West Texas. I got totally lost on two different occasions. So you would think they would never let me in there again, and I wish they hadn't or, or something like that. But anyway, uh, I, I looked and looked, and I went over there on four different occasions, and then my wife started giving me grief about it because she wanted to see a review of the place with good reason. She's always pushing me in the right direction. Anyway, so we, uh, I went. I looked around. I looked. I looked and looked and looked. I drove all over the place in that neighborhood. The next day, we talked about it on the radio here. And I said, does anyone have any idea where this place is? And everybody called me up and they said, well, I know it's right next to the Shell station. And no, no, it's not the Shell station. It's another gas station. It's right across the street. But it's right by that. And, oh, no, no, it's not even on that side of the, of the road. It's on the other side over by the, uh, uh, by the donut shop. And it, it went on, you know, that kind of way. And I went to all the places that people told me. And it was never to be found. And it was driving me crazy. So then, from out of nowhere, my, my daughter, who is very sharp in a whole lot of ways, uh, she said, I'll, I'll take you there. She had never actually been there herself, but somehow, kind of way, she does have that sense of where things are. So she, uh, she went, uh, she, uh, uh, we, we got in her car, and she drove over there, uh, West Metairie. This is not to be confused with West Esplanade. West Metairie is just north of uh, Airline Highway and runs parallel to it. Went over there. We saw the, the Shell Station. We saw the other gas station. We saw the, the donut shop and uh, all the other things. We also saw this building about two blocks before you got to Clearview Parkway uh, that had uh, that uh, old pizza place that used to do the the. Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, excuse me, the uh, Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. What was the name of that place? That's Amore. That's, that's the name of it. It's a, a pizza place. That's Amore. Uh, it appeared to be closed at that location. I understand it's still in business, but not there. And then if you go really looking closely and try to poke your way through this parking lot, which is also something that's less than easy to negotiate, there's a sign, and if you're standing under the sign or very close to under it, then if you looked really carefully with a flashlight, you'd see the restaurant named Nephews. That's it. But it was still not easy, and it was touch and go for a while there whether we would find it or not. Well, we found it. We had a great dinner. Nobody was gunning for me. 
and I'll tell you more about this in a moment. In the moment, uh, I also would love for you to call our program up. I will stop everything I'm doing to talk to you, and I hope you do, because sooner or later, you're going to have to do it anyway. At some point, you, you need to call us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you at any time. Oh, yeah, please call me. Put, you know, put, put it on your schedule for today. We'd love to hear from you about uh, whatever is on your mind. You don't have to tell me even what's that. When we go over to you, whatever you got, please give us a call. It is critically important that you or somebody else, but why not you, calls our show today. You don't have to have a question in your mind. You don't have to have a comment you want to make. You just need to call us, 260-6368. Uh, I promise you, you will not be embarrassed by this. There will be nothing stupid about it. It's just going to have you on our show, and that will draw other people. And the reason for that is that you're such a wonderful person yourself. You're almost as good as my wife. And uh, our telephone number is 260-6368. In case you just joined us, I was in the midst of telling you about uh, something that happened to me last, uh, was it Friday night? I think so. My daughter and I finally got together and went to this new restaurant called Nephews. Nephews, once again, in case you're just joining us, is the rebirth of Tony Angelo's. Not 100% exactly, but close enough. And uh, the guy, the nephew of uh, Mr. Tony, Tony um, Tony was his name, you know. Anyway, the uh, his nephew... Worked in the kitchen over there at the old place for for years and years, so he knew all of the recipes that needed to be done. He knew how to cook everything, and uh, we went there. And my daughter likes Italian food, and I, I I don't know why I'm on an Italian binge lately. The last uh, several years, it seems like, but I I really have a, a taste for it. And so we went over there. We had some. Uh, we had some uh, uh, artichokes to start with. We had uh, some of that. Oh, what is that that, that um, dish that they do in Sicily? It involves a whole bunch of different vegetables, but there's also some olives in it. And, oh, gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue, the name of that. Anybody remember that? Just call me and tell me that. I just don't remember the name of it. Uh I can see the can that it comes in, but these guys make everything in in the house. Uh, Then we kept on digging and had a a really nice salad. And uh, for the entree, oh, no, wait, wait, I'm skipping over something. Uh, Strangely enough, one of the dishes that Tony Angelo used to do very, very well was Oysters Bienville. He always had it on his menu, Oysters Bienville, baked on the shell, uh, it has a sauce that's really very thick. It's almost a stuffing, like it. that's how thick it is. But it has some bacon in it, some mushrooms, some uh, spinach. Did I mention? No, no spinach in that. Let's see, what else is it? There's mushrooms, I think I mentioned, uh, and a few other items, uh, the bacon, and wait, I'm leaving on something, shrimp, there's shrimp in it. Anyway, they bake them in the oven. If you've ever been to you know a place like Antoine's, you you have had this already. But theirs were pretty good, and they also did uh, oysters Rockefeller, and those two dishes are two things I just love. So I'm always happy to see them. But there they were, and uh, they knocked that out. And then I wound up getting for well, I wanted wanted to get was a spadini. A spadini is a, a pork roast 
although you can, could do it with other things. I've seen it done made with chicken, and there's a few other ways you could go with it. <clears throat> but And what they do with it is uh, they uh, – they just, you know, put it out, get it going, and put the red sauce on it with the pasta on the side. The classic New Orleans Italian way of doing things. And uh, uh, my my daughter got uh, uh, basically it was uh, chicken uh, parmigiana. And what I had, well, I wanted to have that uh, uh, that that uh, spadini. But they, they ran out. They were just out of those, and they take a long time to make. So I said, well, give me something else that takes a long time to make. I'll have a brusciolone. So I had that, the brusciolone, as it's known, known in other parts of the universe, brajol. For those of you who always wonder, what the heck is a brajol anyway? It's brusciolone. Same thing. This minor difference is nothing worth talking about. So anyway, here, here I am, and I'm, I'm eating this, and it was Great. How how many syllables can I get out of the word great? Great. It was terrific. Everything I look for in that dish. It's kind of a, an old style, very Sicilian kind of a dish. Uh, but the red sauce was fantastic. The meat was tender. Uh, it was made this time with pork and all wrapped around all the other. It's, it's kind of like a stuffing. They put it on a skewer and then they roast it in the oven and they bring it out. Great, great, great dish. And by that point, we had had nothing but good things all night long. And uh, we wound it up with some spumoni, which is the way any good Italian restaurant in New Orleans ought to wind up. And so there it was. Uh, new restaurant. Been open about a year or maybe a little longer than that. Uh, was serving the recipes and the dishes of Tony Angelo's. And if you remember that restaurant, I don't really have to tell you anything more about it because it was one of those places where people went to routinely for years and years and years. They had so many uh, so many regular customers. They also had something going on there that whenever I bump into this, I always look at it and try to make some sense out of it, and I never really get very far, maybe because I don't have much of a sense of these things. But... Uh, every time I used to go to Tony Angelo's, and I could name you a bunch of other restaurants about this, which this is true, there would always be a table of, uh, well, usually four people, two, two men, two women, and the women were drop-dead, unbelievably gorgeous. And it wasn't just me, because I'm married to an, in, an incredibly gorgeous lady myself, so I don't you know, have any need for this. But it was just uh, so uh, terrific. And uh, it was always a good reason to go over there. Let's see if they do it over at, you know, come to think of it, I think there were. Now that I'm thinking about it, there were several uh, ladies who met that uh, criteria. Uh, the, the restaurant was pretty darn near to full. Everybody was happy, including me and including my daughter, even in, you know, at her age, she's kind of hard to clean. No, I'm just kidding. Anyhow, um, so that's the story. Uh, I, I, have you been there? Have you been over to Nephew's yet? Uh, I, I I didn't know what I would think of it. I thought the idea of it is was a little risky because... After after a while, you do the same restaurant, you know, the same dishes for a long time, which is what Tony Angelo's had done, and uh, people start getting a little tired of it. 
But uh, and that did, I think, happen over there. It was one of the reasons that they didn't go on. Could be, I'm not sure, but it makes sense. But this race uh, restaurant that they've reopened uh, on West Metairie, almost when you get to uh, uh, Clearview Parkway, right before you get there, the interior is really great looking, very airy, great sound. It was not too noisy for a change, and the menu is very large and uh, a lot of options. So anyway, uh, that's uh, one of the most interesting new restaurants of the year so far. Uh, nephews, anybody been out there? Anybody uh, have a, I tell a you quick what, review uh, of it? Uh, uh, what'd you say? The the actual address of the restaurant is forty four forty one West Metairie Avenue. Forty four forty one West Metairie. But you try to find it if well, that's all you know. That's <laughs> why you have uh, that's why you have that little machine in your car that tells you yeah. where it is. You just well, that I in. do have one of those things in my car, and it brought me to the spot and said that you are now here. And I thought, well, that's and a you problem didn't believe because it, did where you? I am right now is nowhere. There was nothing there. I'm not kidding. It, there was nothing there at all that you could see. Now, it was there. You just couldn't see it. At some point, they just need to put up a, a, a very attractive sign outside that you could see from the from the sidewalk. But it's, they, they, that's, that's going to be a little problem for them. On the other hand, they were busy. So uh, it's not too bad. They do have a telephone that you can call them and say, Oh, we did all that. Am we I looking at you? We had a reservation. We had everything. Everything, huh? Everything. And <laughs> we get there and nothing. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this. After saying all of that, and this isn't the first time it's come up, and I've written a couple other articles about it, I was hoping that I hadn't ticked off the guys that are running it. Because I, I really, uh, you know, I salute them for getting in there and and undertaking that very worthwhile cause, I thought. But um, they they were very friendly, and uh, they were actually happy to see me, and uh, and I'm always happy to see me, too. So that that is something we had in common. All of this is on the food show. I am uh, waiting for you to call me right now. Uh, or uh, very soon. The first, the beginning of our program, we have a lot of people who are out picking up kids at school and, and delivering them or stopping at the grocery store. And you, you know how it is on your way home from work uh, or, you know, from school. But uh, once, once that's out of your way, uh, really, uh, we have a great, great urgent need for you to call us up and go on the air. It will cost you nothing you can stay as long as you want or as short a time as you want. But please, 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 it is essential to keeping the program alive is for you to call us up and tell us anything. 260-6368. It's Monday. Oh, is that the problem? Well, you know, that doesn't matter. I mean, it's uh, you could call me on Monday. It's uh, nothing much is going to be different, although... Uh, one thing is, you know, a lot of restaurants are open uh, on Monday now. They used to be closed. And the day that they are open now that you don't expect is on Tuesday. Or the other way around, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of restaurants these days that are closed on Tuesday but open on Monday. It's a little confusing. So if you were keeping track of it as, oh, yeah, that place has never been open on Monday, they might be open on Monday now. 
but they won't be open on Tuesday, like it's not. Our number is 260-6368. I really need you to call our show right now. I'm not trying to force you to do anything or anything. Uh, I just need somebody to talk to to keep the, the show going on because all of the statistics show that people love to listen to radio talk shows that have other other listeners on with them. And this, uh, this I can tell you, is absolutely true. I've, I've observed it myself over the years. Uh, but now it's like I hate to even go on if we don't have anybody who's calling us in to talk about it with me. So that could be you, and I wish it were. So give us a call, would you, right now, 260-6368. And we, we could uh, call and we could talk about we, what national day it is. We could talk about that. Did you... Uh, uh, I, I was reading your uh, your newsletter, and uh, yeah. you have oh. you have two items on there for I do? today. Yes, you do. You, it is National Celery Day. It's National Celery Day. It's also let's see. Well, no, I'll let you go. You you've got these. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Right here. It's National yeah. Chocolate Covered Nut Day. That was also <laughs> on your uh, also uh-huh. on your on your site, but uh, you missed one. I did. Yes, you did. What it's it? National Clam Chowder Day. Ah, Clam Chowder. That's how they say it over there. Exactly so. There's several different kinds. I'm sure there are. What are they? Uh, one of them is white, and uh, it has uh, cream in it. Usually, There's usually some bacon in it and some Parmesan cheese, and it is delicious. And then you have the Manhattan style of... of uh, of this clam stuff. chowder, uh, clam chowder, which uses uh, a tomato-based sauce, and uh, I think uh, that that ought to be sent straight to hell. Why would you <laughs> use an it's acid? Terrible. An acid with a delicate flavor I, I, of clam. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, a lot of people do, and uh, I I can't figure it out. But uh, hmm. there it is. Well, that's what's happening today in the in the world of yeah. national days today. Now, well, we, one of, oh, one of oh, the I'm ingredients in, in our cooking down here, of course, is celery. Yeah. And that is, is so very important, but so very subtle. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. What is it uh, that I'm not doubting? It's subtle. Subtle. Subtleton. Subtleness? Subtleness. The subtleness of celery. <laughs> that's that's, that's, yeah, a, that's a good name for a new yeah. book, The Subtleness of Celery. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I'd be as, astonished if there were no book on that. I, there's just about a book on every imaginable uh, aspect of food that that you will ever come up with. Uh, like for example, here's one. Enrico Caruso, one of the most famous singers in history, born today in 1873. He was one of the first stars of recorded music. He became famous for his records before most people even had records uh, or, or players, for that matter. And to this day, in restaurants all across America, there, there are dishes that name, are named after uh, Caruso. You'll find uh, that all over the place, although it's never the same thing. Chef Andrea has it on his menu and I think it's a dish involving cubes of eggplant, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while since I had it, so I don't know. But you can uh, you can uh, throw just about anything you want uh, together and say this is uh, veal Caruso, 
and and you'd either be right or wrong, you, but you're one of the two because uh, nobody really knows what it is. There is no set recipe for this or that Caruso. But his, his music was terrific. He had uh, some New Orleans connections, too, which makes it interesting. So uh, anyway, 260-6368. I have come up with 15 hmm. books on celery. Have you? Really? That That's quickly? Right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's pretty good. Do any of them look promising? Uh, n- none of them. <laughs> ah. I, but, but there are some interesting titles here, though. Uh, Celery Stocks at Midnight. <laughs> is it a novel? Uh, well, it is it ought pretty to be novel. It yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Then is Pass the Celery, Ellery. Yeah. Then there's <laughs> Double Agent Celery, MI5 uh, story right there. Uh-huh. Celery well, juice, the miracle, whatever. Well, you know, there, there is something to some of that. We used to have this guy who would uh, sit on his his uh, his porch, his front porch, every afternoon. He lived uptown somewhere, and he would watch cars go by, and he would have a cocktail. He would have, uh, to be specific, he had a martini. And he would call our show just about every day, and he would talk to us, and one of the things that he was really hot on was eating celery. And he said, if you eat celery, you will not find yourself in need of any kind of thing to control your blood pressure. And since I uh, sort of got that from my mother, I was very interested in that. And I tried it out. And sure enough, it, it takes your uh, blood pressure down. It really does. And then I found out why. It turns out that everybody has known this for a long, long time, just like everybody knows that if you have a headache, you take an aspirin, right? Well, if you have uh, high blood pressure, eat some celery. It really works. Uh, who did you say, Jim? Did I hear that right? Jim is, over. Jim is over here on the green phone, I believe. Jim, is that you? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. You are our first call of the day. I've been I've been eagerly awaiting your arrival uh, for a half oh, hour oh, yeah. terrific. Uh, happy, uh, belatedly happy 30th anniversary. Well, thank you. Thank you. We haven't you quite great. celebrated it yet. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks, but uh, it's going to be a big deal. Do, do you think Marianne can put up with you for another 30 years? Uh, I'm absolutely positive that she doesn't want to, but she will. <laughs> okay, D- down to business. Three uh-huh. of us are going are going to Moscas for the first time. Yeah, and we would like your suggestions as to when to go, what to order, uh, so on and so forth. Uh huh. You know, uh, this is in a way it's an easy one because it has never changed that I can remember, except in one matter. The prices have gone up, but that's true of every restaurant in the world, so that, that doesn't matter at all. Uh, here's what you find if you go there. Everybody eats the same things. So a classic, how many people are you going with? Total of three. Three. Okay, three will, three will work. The best possible number is to have six, but that's, uh, that's another story. So, all right, you go in there. You want to start off with their crab salad, and this is so simple, it's amazing that it's as good as it is. Uh, it's a, a tossed green salad, basic green salad, tossed with a ton of, uh, of big lumps of crab meat, and just kind of like almost an Italian dressing, and they just toss it in the kitchen. They don't even do it at the table, not, not 
lately they haven't anyway. And so that's a great way to start. The next thing you want is to, to do it like they do in Italy and have some pasta next. And the, the one that I like the best is the pasta alfredo. Uh, or, or for that matter, no, I think I actually like the, the Bordelais kind. This is the only place in the world where they would call olive oil and butter and, and garlic, we, where they would call that uh, from, from that part of the world, because it's really a, a totally American thing, specifically American-Italian. So uh, they make their own pasta from scratch. They actually slice it themselves, which it takes some undertaking. So you want to get that either as a separate course or you want to get it as a side course to the entree. And then oysters. They bake them in the oven, olive oil, garlic, herbs. Uh, there's There are a few other things in there. That, uh, it's It's irresistible. They also do something, and they call it Italian oysters on the menu. Then they have something called Italian shrimp, which you would imagine is the same as the oysters, except done with shrimp instead of oysters, but it isn't at all. It's a totally different dish. It's nothing like barbecue shrimp, although they do come to the table heads-on and all of that, but they're nice big shrimp. They really get the good stuff. And uh, a lot of herbs, a lot of garlic, a lot of, as a matter of fact, if you like garlic, this is the place for you. Yes. It is yes. Uh, just a, it, it, it's a garlic lover's paradise. And then they have three different uh, chicken dishes, all of which are great. One of them is a, just a basic roasted chicken. Another one is chicken cacciatore, where you cook the chicken with a red sauce. And the third one is chicken uh, grande. And in, there's some sausage in there. There's some mushrooms and uh, another big pile of garlic and, and lots of olive oil. And that's a delicious dish. Uh, that's a real winner there. And steaks. If anybody at the table is in the mood for a steak, you, the temptation is, look, we never come to this restaurant. Why would you get a steak here? Well, because it's something they do really well. They, they put a real nice steak out. So uh, that's what most people get. Most of the food is served in big enough portions that you will not need a per, uh, an entree for each person. Uh, for three people, I think two people, two entrees ought to be enough. And that's about it. I mean, it, it hasn't changed hardly at all over the years, and uh, the, I think it's affordable for the kind of food that they have. It's a very, very utilitarian kind of looking place. This is not a fancy restaurant by any means. And what? it is still, as far as I know, cash only. They do have an ATM, so you can, you know, use that if you if that'll work. But they don't take credit cards and they don't take uh, checks or anything. Gotta be cash or well, cash. Well, what what uh, do they have? Different kind of tables in there. Uh, Ta uh, different kind of tables? No, they have a well, bar. They have regular tables. And that's that's about it that I can remember. Uh oh, wait a minute. What? I I hear, I hear something coming on here. What? Huh? What? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I am now. Yeah, welcome to our show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What would you like uh, to talk what, about today? What what <laughs> what time of the day do you want to go to Moscow? 
Oh, I would I would get there at the beginning of the uh, afternoon because they have a lot of regular customers. Weekends, it's a packed house all the time. That's pretty much true on Fridays, too. Rest of the week, it's not too bad. You can just walk in most of the rest of the week. I would get a reservation, though, because they're free and you get better food and service if you do. All right, sir. Thank you very much, Tom. I Thank appreciate it. Thank you very it. much for calling. Thank you. See you. Okay, bye. It's the Food Show, our first caller of the day. Ah. Now we're getting somewhere. And you see, that guy did it. So you can do it. So call me right now. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting. I can't wait until you call. I really mean that. This is not just a bunch of bunk. I really would love to talk with you, and I need to. You know, I, I really, really appreciate you uh, doing this. And, uh, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm insisting that you do it. What You know, I, what kind of... Uh, authority do i have to ask you uh, even politely to do that but i'm putting myself at your uh disposal and also um hoping and with my fingers crossed that you'll call our program and talk about anything you want if you have nothing and i mean this sincerely if you have nothing in your mind whatsoever about food or restaurants or anything if just nothing call me anyway you're going to have some very interesting things for the rest of us because you know, the places you go to, they're real good. But if uh, you, the, if the reason you don't talk about it with friends, let's say, is that you know you suspect that everybody already knows about the place, and you know why should you have to talk about it anymore? The truth is that not anywhere near as many people know about that place and would love to know about it. So uh, be nice to them, be nice to me and everybody else concerned with this this thingamajig. Please call us. We really want you. 260-6368. It makes the program much, much better. If you call, I'm waiting on you. You know, there are more celery books that we have to discuss now. Oh, uh, more celery books? Yes, there are. There is a book called The Flower Girl Wore Celery. Hmm. <laughs> there is another one uh, called the celery. Obviously, now, now obviously we're getting into uh, we're getting into uh, 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 what am I trying to say here? A, uh, a a a a world of fiction. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, okay. you never know. I mean, there might be a guy who walks up to you with a stalk of of uh, celery and say, "Stick them up." You know, yeah, well, that's true. It, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. happen in the Celery Forest, which is another book there. Oh, and really? There is the Easy Celery Cookbook, which it is, is in its fifth edition. Wow. Uh, a book called Susie Celery. Yeah. And then there is the League for the Suppression of Celery. No kidding. Celery Wine. It's a story of celery wine. Celery wine. Celery. Have you hmm. had any celery wine? Uh, no, about as close as I've ever gotten to it is that there used to be a winery in Washington State. Uh, it was a guy's name. I can't remember it. He made conventional wines that were pretty good, actually. But he also made, among other things, uh, a rhubarb wine. Well, now I've he heard of that. Now. Five mm-hmm. vintages a year. Hmm. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and it was actually pretty good. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, so it can be. And, you know, that's, this is all vegetable now. We have a book called Celery and Winston. I have no idea what yeah. that's about at all. Oh, well, it, and then there's another Winston one called Churchill, I guess. Huh? Could be Celery uh, Day. Well, it's you know it's sort of like Groundhog Day, only green. 
Now we have uh, celery growing and uh, harvesting and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, the, the nuts and bolts. That's and right. It's, it's a brown book that doesn't look very interesting at all. There is a celery coloring book called Coloring Celery. Not for the kids, <laughs> as a matter of fact. And the last huh. book is uh, called Celery Culture. Oh, well, we need more of that. We do? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's come up with a few myths about celery. One of them is that you have to pull the strings out of them. You don't. No strings attached. No strings attached. I also have, a, before we get to the news here, I have uh, a quotation from George Bernard Shaw, no less. He said, the thought of 2,000 people crunching celery at the same time horrified me. And he was talking about a vegetarian dinner he was forced to uh, go to. But he was himself a vegetarian, so what's that all about? We have the second hour of the food show coming up after we check the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, here on 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.